There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Monday, October 23rd, 2023. My condolences. If you happen to be a Michigan State fan and a Detroit Lions fan, oh my God, the weekend that you just had, people. The weekend that you just had, you must hate the Harbaugh's. The Harbaugh's crushed you. They murdered you. They mutilated you. Think about it. If you're a Spartan fan, Jim had you down 49-0 and beat you 49-0. If you're a Lions fan, John had you down 35-0 before the Lions end up losing the game, 38 to 6. I actually have my daughter in the room with me. Olive, can you do some quick math? What's 35 plus 49? I can't do it myself. What is it? It's 84. That's what you said, 84? Michigan State and the Lions trailed the Harbaugh's 84 to nothing at a certain point. Like, are you kidding me? What an awful weekend for Michigan State and Lions fans. So I apologize to you. I don't know why I'm apologizing, but that is a rough, rough weekend. But we got to talk about this Lions game because they lose 38-6. to And listen, I don't think anybody thought the Lions were going to go undefeated the rest of the way. We knew losses were coming. It's the NFL. You're not going to finish with a one-loss record, even a two-loss record for the most part. Sure, there's the exceptions like the Patriots, the one year. But for the most part, you lose two, three, four games. It's the NFL. It's a league of parity. And I don't think anybody has a problem with losing to the Ravens in Baltimore. I think the problem is that the Lions were not competitive. Not in the least. They were pathetic on Sunday. They were embarrassing on Sunday but we probably should have seen a loss coming. Maybe not a blowout, but a loss. I mean, you look at this game, the Ravens came into the game leading the game in sacks. They had 24. Goff had been sacked 10 times. Then he got sacked five more times yesterday. I think we should have realized there was trouble on the horizon. Jared Goff loves to work out of the play action. Like, he's awesome in the play action. Do you know the Ravens in two two years? Two years, they've allowed two play-action touchdowns. So we knew it was going to be tough. Running quarterbacks are always tough for the Detroit Lions. Over the last two years, Lamar Jackson has been top five in every running quarterback stat. The Lions have been dead last in damn near every running quarterback stat. So we should have realized there was a loss on the horizon. You win and you win and you win and you win. You read your press, press clippings a little bit. And it's not like the Lions can continue to win on the road like they have. Do you know, coming into yesterday's game, that the Lions had won seven of their last eight road games dating back to last year? I mean, that's insane, right? If they would have beat the Ravens yesterday, they would have won their first four road trips. Half the road trips in a season out of the way, they would have been undefeated. That doesn't happen. So it's not the loss that makes people anxious or uncomfortable. It's not the loss. It's how they lost. They were due to lose. It's the NFL. Look what happened to the Eagles and the Niners last week. You lose in this league. Then you add the injuries. Jerry Jacobs was a late scratch. I don't know what he did to himself, but the secondary is already so thin to begin with. There was no Demo, David Montgomery. 
multiple people missing from the secondary. So this was going to be a loss. First time that the Lions were actually dogs since the opener in Kansas City where they beat the Chiefs. This was supposed to be a loss the entire way. People aren't upset about losing. People are upset about the way they lost. They got dominated in every facet of the game. They got punched in the face and the Ravens kept punching. And now you look at this team and they're five and two and they still have a great chance to make the postseason. They can still do everything we want them to do. But is it within reason? See, the worst thing about this loss, at least to me, is we got to stop talking like we've been talking last week. Last week after beating the Bucs, who, by the way, lost to Atlanta yesterday. But after beating the Bucs, we were so impressed with the Lions that we talked about things we've never, ever talked about out loud, just to ourselves. We talked about getting the one seed. It's possible. We talked about going to the NFC title game, multiple playoff wins, winning the division for the first time since 93, getting that home playoff game. And we did. We talked about the Super Bowl. We did. The worst part about now thinking that maybe the Lions aren't legit because of how badly they lost is having to give up on that dreamer talk. I'm not ready to give up on it. We never, ever, ever get a chance to talk like that. And what, we get one week? And then we got to say, now this team sucks. They are who we thought they were. People are already throwing around the acronym. You know what acronym I'm talking about. It's close to Halloween. And it's the three scariest letters in the world. S-O-L. My daughter's looking at me like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, though. My biggest fear with this Lions loss is now we have to start talking about them like they're just a football team rather than maybe the best in the NFC. Lions were on a historical pace as far as stopping the run. Yesterday, they gave up 146 on the ground. They were giving up like 60. Lions defense coming into the game was the fourth best in the NFL. They gave up 503 total yards to Baltimore. 503. I talked about Jared Goff, how he should win the MVP. I believed what I was saying last week. Jared Goff was miserable yesterday. 35 of 53 through an interception, 68.4 rating. So remember all the great talk about how he's pro football focuses, number one quarterback? That's going to go away, and it's going to be Lamar Jackson because Lamar was awesome. Not only did he run against the Lions 36 yards, it's not a big deal. He did run in a touchdown the first of the game, but he threw accurately 21-28. Lamar was awesome yesterday for over 300 yards. The Lions got smoked in every facet of the game. The Lions got beat down. It's that simple. But now you got to ask yourself, what does the loss mean? Does it mean that they're just not that good? That they've played nobody with the exception of the Chiefs. And when they played the Chiefs, there was no Chris Jones. There was no Travis Kelsey. There's that narrative out there, people. The Lions have played nobody. They have a Michigan-esque schedule. So the second they play somebody, they get popped in the face. That narrative exists. My brother, big Bronco fan, called me immediately after the game. Hell, during the game. 
Tell them they see when you actually play somebody, see what happens. And by the way, the Ravens are not somebody. The Ravens are always good. They were four and two coming into the game. They're now five and two. Ravens actually played in London last week. They were given the choice not to play this week, take this week as their bye. They said, no, we're going to play the Lions. We're going to beat the Lions. By listening to some of the Ravens speak last week, you could tell they didn't like the narrative that the Lions were the best in the NFC and the IT team. And they said, well, yeah, the Lions are good, but they got to prove it to us. And the Lions did not prove it. They didn't prove it at all. So now you got to ask yourself, do we have to give up the good vibes? Do we have to give up something that we've never, ever had? The dreaming. Can we no longer dare to dream? One loss is not a big deal, but when you lose how they lost, 38 to 6, at one point down 35 nothing. Demoralized and dominated in every facet of the game. I don't really even want to get into it because it was just garbage. But now when you watch that game, definitely a shock to the system. Are we still allowed to talk about fun stuff? Like we were talking about. Like I remember last week, I actually went on the radio because I was so convinced the Lions were good. And I said, I'm not going to be satisfied with winning the division. They haven't won the division since 93. That's 30 years. But I'm not going to be satisfied with just that, I said. It's so stupid. I said I wasn't going to be happy with just one playoff win because this Lions team is that special. How dumb of me. Or maybe it wasn't. Because I want to know from you in the comments section below, after watching the Lions get their ass kicked, do we need to give up the kind of talk we've been talking the last week? And I'm going to say, no, we don't. I've come up with three reasons. And it wasn't that hard, people. I've come up with three reasons why the Lions are still a good team. In fact, this loss doesn't even hurt you that much. You lost to an AFC team. If you lost to an NFC team, hurts you in the standings, and it hurts you with the tiebreakers, and it hurts you in trying to get that top seed. You don't want to lose. You don't want to lose like they lost yesterday. But if you're going to lose, you'll lose to an AFC team. Kind of like the Niners did last week. Kind of like the Eagles did last week. But if you ask me, do we have to stop talking like we talked last week of Super Bowl, an NFC title game, and how great would an NFC title game be at Ford Field with the Lions as the top seed having got the first round by? We don't have to stop these things. Because like I mentioned, I've come up with three reasons, three easy reasons why you should still believe in this team. Let's get to them, shall we? Reason number one is still that easy schedule. The Lions are 5-2 and two right now. They are in the midst of the toughest portion of their schedule. We knew this was going to be the toughest portion. At Tampa Bay, they won last week by double digits. At the Ravens, they got their ass kicked. Next week, Monday Night Football against the Raiders, a Raiders team that's going to be pissed themselves. They just lost to the Chicago Bears, a one-win football team with an undrafted free agent Division II quarterback at the helm. Raiders are going to be pissed. You're going to be pissed. But you knew that was going to be a tough game, Monday Night Football. Then you're going to beat the bye this week or this year. You're going to beat the bye this year. I use that joke every year. I feel there were times and years that the Lions did not beat the bye. But you're going to beat the bye. And then you go to L.A. You still have a chance to go 3-1 and one in this four-game stretch, which would put you at 7-2 and two, or even 6-3. and three. 
Like, you're still going to win the division. Your percentage chance of making the playoffs is still over 80, I believe. It's in the 90s, I think, at this point. You still have a crazy lead in the division, two to three games in the NFC North. And your schedule gets easier after the L.A. game. You play the Bears twice, bad team, you'll beat them. You play the Vikings twice, bad team, you'll beat them. You play the Packers, who aren't very good, on Turkey Day at your place, you'll beat them. You bring in the Broncos to your place. You play the Saints, they'll be a tougher game. And you play Dallas. All in all, your schedule is cake. And if you want to compare the schedules from you to the Eagles and the Niners, their schedule is a lot more difficult. The Eagles have the ninth toughest schedule. The Niners have the 10th toughest schedule moving forward. Last time I checked. So schedule-wise, you should still be fine. You're going to win your fair share of games. I don't think there's anything to worry about. You got some easy matchups coming up. And I think the Lions are going to be fine. I do. But the schedule is reason number one not to worry. Continue to dream. Dare to dream. Enjoy the dreaming. But let me give you another reason. Dan Campbell loves losing. Now, of course, he doesn't love losing. But I do think there's certain coaches that don't mind a good loss, don't even mind an ass kicking. Like if you told Dan Campbell, hey, you're going to lose this game, he probably rather would lose like this than lose in a close-fought match because when you lose like this, all eyes are open. Everybody has their focus on you. You are once again number one. Everybody is focusing on how to get better. Nobody's reading their press clippings anymore. Everybody is shocked and appalled and embarrassed. And they're looking at you, Dan Campbell. And I think Dan Campbell likes it. When they lost to Seattle, what did he say? It's going to be good for us. They railed off four in a row. He said he challenged his coaching staff and his players that week. I expect more of the same leading into the game against the Raiders on Monday night, a week from today. But think about recently Dan Campbell when he loses. Yes, the first year he was 313 and one. We're not talking about that year. Last year he started one and six, right? Then he got hot. Ended up losing the Buffalo. Lost the Buffalo on Turkey Day. A hard fought game. After that game, they won three in a row. Got themselves right back into the playoff picture. Then they went to Carolina on Christmas Eve. Got their asses kicked, similar to what happened yesterday. After that game, they won the last two games of the season. They beat the Bears at home. They went to Lambeau on Sunday night football, beat Aaron Rodgers. Knocked Aaron Rodgers right out of the playoffs. Might have handed Aaron Rodgers his last loss ever in the NFL because he has an injury, as you know, right now. So after that loss at Carolina, they won two in a row, and it's really three in a row if you want to count the KC game. Then they lost to Seattle. After that Seattle loss, they won four in a row. So who knows how many more games they're going to win now after losing to Baltimore. And the way they lost, people, I'm telling you, it was not pretty. You might change how you think about this team, but I think in the long run, it's going to be best for them. Because I think Dan Campbell's going to be able to do some pretty damn good coaching when maybe in weeks past, some of the attention to detail was starting to go awry, starting to rot away a little bit. He talked about that at the half of yesterday's game. The attention to detail. Now his team will be laser-focused after what happened yesterday. So another reason to believe, another reason to keep dreaming. And then reason number three, to keep talking Super Bowl. It's okay keep talking NFC title game. It's okay keep talking about multiple playoff wins because there is precedence. 
There is. I looked it up, guys. And do you know, and I just looked up over the last five years, there are multiple teams that have ugly, awful, embarrassing losses during the course of a season that turned things around and went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Two years ago, the Rams won the Super Bowl. During the year, they lost by 21 to the Niners. 21 is pretty bad loss. Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2018. During the season, they lost to the Titans by 24. That's a brutal loss. That's worse than 21 with the Rams. It's possible. But then what about the Bucs when they won the Super Bowl? Tom Brady was there. During the season, they lost in the regular season to the Saints by 35. Sounds like the Lions, right? One loss doesn't kill you, and even one bad, horrific, appalling, embarrassing, pathetic loss, that doesn't kill you either. It's reason number three. There's precedence. It's a long season. Teams get their asses kicked all the time, and they respond. Some go on to win the Super Bowl. There's no reason that your team can't. So these are my three reasons. Easy schedule. Dan Campbell seems like he likes losing because he handles it well. And there's precedence. Even in the last five years, I gave you three examples. But what about you? Comment section below. Comment section below. Do you have to stop the dreaming? With this brutal, awful loss to Baltimore, do you have to stop talking the fun talk like you talked last week of Super Bowls, number one seeds, and NFC title games, and everything that we said over the last week, everything that I said too? Let me know. Comment section below. By the way, one quick note. I know it was a blowout. I don't want to take anything too serious. These games happen, but J-Mo's got to start catching the football. J-Mo dropped the touchdown. J-Mo dropped another pass that hit him right in the mask. Yes, he might have been getting interfered with. But Jamison Williams, he gets open. He can be such a weapon. We've done podcasts on J-Mo. He can be great. He's got blazing speed. You see it every week. He's got to catch the football. I am now officially concerned. He's got to catch the football, something he has not done. Yesterday, he dropped two of them. One of them was a touchdown. It would not have made a difference. Lions would have lost regardless, but he's a weapon. But he's got to catch the football. So, you want to hit on that, feel free, comment section below. All right, let's get to the comments. If you listen to the Daily Ticket, please rate and review, download. I'd be very appreciative, be very grateful. Wherever you get your podcast or watch right here on YouTube. But the good comment is a question I got over the weekend. It says, Jeff, Michigan's easy schedule doesn't mean they're not impressive. A lot of people say Michigan hasn't played anybody. They just beat Michigan State 49-0. How can you tell if they're good they haven't played anybody? They could be bad. You don't know. They haven't played a top 50 team. And I disagree, actually. Did you watch college football this weekend? Do you know how many good teams almost lost to horrific teams or did lose to bad teams? Washington on Saturday beat a one in five Arizona team, Arizona State rather, 15 to seven. Michael Penix, who could win the Heisman, didn't even throw a touchdown pass. The game was in Washington for crying out loud. Houston got screwed on a spot, could have beat a one loss Texas team. They were 3-3 three and three going into that game. And then let's not forget about one win Virginia strolled into Chapel Hill 
and beat number 10, North Carolina, 31-27. Drake May, of course, could win the Heisman. He's on that Carolina team. Every week, good, real good teams playing close or losing to garbage teams. And the fact that Michigan has played nobody, I would agree, but they've mauled every nobody they've played. Do you know the smallest margin of victory for Michigan this year is 26 points over Bowling Green? J.J. threw three picks in that game. You still won by 26. They crush everybody they play. And yes, they play nobody. But they crush nobody. When these other teams I just told you that are in the same shoes as Michigan, good teams, undefeated teams, one-loss teams, highly ranked teams, they play nobody and they struggle. Maybe they even lose to nobody. So I'm totally with that comment. I think you can tell Michigan is a good team because even though they play nobody, they crush the nobodies they play. And even with the cheating scandal, they have laser focus. You can't say the same for other teams. So I agree with that comment. Feel free to comment yourself. Let's go to the bad comment. Bad comment. I did the podcast last Friday about Michigan being accused in the cheating scandal, the sign-stealing scandal. This comment says, Rieger, you have a daughter. She's actually in the same room with me right now. Rieger, you have a daughter. You should have higher morals and standards and stop supporting cheating. I don't know if I even look at it as cheating. Yes, on Friday's podcast, I said, maybe I have no morals. Maybe I have no ethics. Maybe I'm a bad guy, but I don't have a huge problem with what Michigan is accused of doing. I have no idea if they're guilty or not. They suspended a guy in their program. Maybe he's the scapegoat. Maybe he really was stealing signs illegally. I don't know. The bottom line is, I think everybody does do it. And I know, I know, I know. Everybody does speed too, but if you get caught, you get popped. I understand. I get it. But I have no problem with what Michigan is accused of doing. In fact, I like that my program that I root for is going to the nth degree to try to win football games. But I was made aware of something over the weekend. I knew about it, but it was brought back to my attention. I saw a tweet on social media. Remember when Urban Meyer was at Ohio State and he hired a coach strictly to scout Michigan? That's all that coach did was watch and scout and observe the Wolverines. And of course, he was 7-0 against Michigan. Urban Meyer destroyed Michigan. So I got to thinking, do you think that coach, whoever he was, do you think that coach never went to a Michigan game off the campus of Ohio State? Like this guy was hired to observe Michigan, to watch Michigan. Do you think that guy never, ever went to a Michigan game when they were playing at Nebraska or playing at Minnesota or playing at Michigan State? That guy always stayed at the campus of Ohio State because that's what Michigan's being accused of. Going to other schools and scouting them so-called illegally, which, by the way, is a rule since 94, but it's a rule not because they're afraid of teams getting unfair advantages, but it's a rule because every team can't afford to somebody on the road, send somebody on the road. So I wondered about that. You think that coach for Urban Meyer ever went to a Michigan game on the road? I have no idea. I kind of think what I think I know, though. I have no idea. It doesn't seem like he would. By week, Michigan taking on, I don't know, Penn State. Maybe that coach goes to Happy Valley to scout Michigan. Just wondering. 
that's why I don't have a huge problem with what Michigan is accused of. I don't have a huge issue at all. So comment section below if you disagree. So there you go. That's this episode of The Daily Ticket. Let me know what you think. Comment section below. Let's not worry about the Lions just yet. Don't stop dreaming those big dreams. Because I do believe the three reasons I gave you, they're going to be okay. Easy schedule moving forward. Dan Campbell does great after losses. And there's precedence, people. There are teams, including the Bucs, who won the Super Bowl. They lost by 35 points to the Saints in season. Then went on to win the Super Bowl. But Tom Brady at the helm. So, I think it's going to be okay. I do. But we'll see. What do you think? Comment section below. Daily ticket. Please rate, review, download, subscribe. Love y'all. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Tuesday. Have a great day, everybody. Try to forget about this loss. It's going to be okay. But if you're a Spartan fan and a Lions fan, I'm sorry. Catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye.